0: Welcome to the Faith in Maine podcast. I'm Katie Clark, your host. We are sharing stories of life and faith and ministry across our 58 churches, 18 summer chapels, Camp Bishopswood, three Jubilee centers, and ministries that make up the Episcopal Diocese of Maine. Welcome podcast listeners to the Advent season. Throughout Advent, we will be sharing with you Advent moments, a way to take a brief pause, take a breath, and settle into the season. This week's Advent moments are shared by the Rev. John Belicki, Rector of St. Mark's in Waterville, who asks what kind of comfort we need in this season of Advent and pandemic. The Rev. Rob Late, Deacon at the Episcopal Church of St. John Baptist in Thomaston who reminds us that hope is a light that never fails. Kristen Burkholder of St. Margaret's in Belfast, who encourages us to look for all of the good things that God is doing for us this Advent. And the Reverend Andrew D'Angio White, Rector of St. David's in Kennebunk, who tells us that in this year of waiting and hoping, the season of Advent promises us a greater hope. We hope you enjoy.
1: We hear the classic words from the prophet Isaiah, Comfort, oh comfort my people. Oh boy Isaiah, do we ever need comfort today. Many had snow, some a lot of snow yesterday. Others lost their power, some for the second time this week. Coronavirus numbers raged throughout the state of Maine, both in cases and numbers of hospitalized. We are in serious need of comfort, Isaiah, but what kind of comfort do we need? Is it the permission to walk around in our pajama bottoms or sweatpants all day, put that extra dollop of mac and cheese on our plate for lunch, maybe a little Scrabble or Bananagrams before dinner, and afterwards the next episode of The Crown? Does that bring us comfort? Well, hopefully some but something we need is even bigger as the coronavirus still rages. Isaiah also said this morning, Say not only to the cities of Judah, but we say also to the towns and villages of Maine, to people throughout the earth, Here is your God. But that God comes to us at God's own speed in the wilderness and in the honesty of our hearts. December and January may be the most challenging months of this pandemic, and now we put snow and cold on top of everything else we've been dealing with. Comfort, comfort my people. Amid our crushing burdens and those gnawing anxieties which torment so terribly, it speaks to us. Right beside the suffering we endure, which might drive out our saving trust. There stands the word to lift up our hearts, comfort.
2: God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference we struggle through this pandemic and one of the great things that i have is i have a reference that i usually refer to um, just on a daily basis and this especially helps during this time um, and it's a healing room from blum called uh, from blum and laughlin um, this particular one is on hope and hope is a light that never fails, a flame burning in the darkest night, an elusive feeling that urges you on when it gets all means. You refuse to give up. Hope is among, among the most abiding of God's gifts. It has been said that in each life, there comes at least one moment which, if recognized and seized, transforms the course of that life forever. Have there been special moments when hope has come to you? What brought you hope into your life? Was it your desire for a quiet, grounded, more centered existence? Was it your yearning for a better future, for a peaceful world? Or was it a broken heart? You know, whatever the reason, once it returns, hope restores our optimism that tomorrow can mark a new beginning. What would bring you hope this day? Perhaps something as simple as caring words from a loving friend or that first step or another day of sobriety. Whatever that form or inspiration will nourish your spirit, hold it with care and loving hands. If you're concerned about your health, remember that through the eyes of hope, even illness can be seen as a gift, an opportunity to acquire the wisdom born of adversity Embrace this opportunity and bind it with your faith. With hope, we learn to keep on living our lives courageously and diligently. Um, If this comes to you as you are entering a new relationship, be mindful to let the lessons you have learned from the past serve you in what is to come. And if your life is moving in a new direction, let yourself feel the hope that accompanies all new beginnings. Hope is a companion on our journey, one that whispers in our ear, it is going to be better. The darkness is behind you. The daylight has come. Rather than collapse yourself into the thoughts of the future, stay in the present, for considerable hard work is involved in the time of healing and transformation. Beyond the suffering and oppression that burdens our humanity, we lay claim to our inheritance and hope. For so many, throughout the world, hope is all that remains. Even those who have left everything behind to make a difficult and arduous journey in search of freedom carry with them hope for a better life. We have all known periods of hopelessness In despair is only when we begin to realize that we no longer continue living in the old ways and come to believe in something greater than ourselves. That hopelessness, hopelessness turns into hope. Hope is God's love at work in our lives. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be always with you.
3: Uh, This morning we did morning prayer uh, as our service and uh, we had what I would think of as quite an electrifying service. One of the things I noticed in the service this morning especially was when we say, open our lips, O Lord, and our mouth may proclaim your praise. Emphasis being on praise and for me, um, the, the struggle this year for me here has been to see what God is doing rather than what God is not doing. Um, and especially in this season of Advent, um, my hope is that each day I could find deep moments where I actually am connecting to the thankfulness and the praise in my life, Um, to not constantly be petitioning God for all of the errors and the sins and the failures of the world, or just petitioning God for things that I want, but rather to be looking forward and ahead and into what God already is giving me and my community and my church, and to see with uh, clear eyes and with an open and humble heart what it is that God is already doing. Um, And I really connect to that part of morning prayer because that's a good way to start the day. Open my lips, O Lord, so my mouth can proclaim your praise. Amen.
4: It is Advent. It's a season of waiting and hoping. And we know a lot about waiting and hoping. We've done a lot of it over the last eight, nine months, haven't we? We've been waiting and hoping for a vaccine, waiting and hoping for things to get something like back to normal. But the hope of Advent is about something even greater than a vaccine, even greater than a return to normalcy. Advent is about hoping against hope, for a restored creation, for a a revived humanity, for a world where God's justice, where God's love reign supreme. But that great hope, that grand and marvelous hope, can feel too much, too extravagant, too removed from the life we live now. And so, perhaps, sometimes, Advent hope is about lighting a candle. It's about kindling a flame in the midst of a blizzard. About turning our faces towards the warmth, towards the light. About acknowledging that in the midst of all that we see, all that presses in on us, the truth about the world is good. The truth about the world is life and love and light. And that's the hope whose consummation we await in, of all things, the birth of a child in a sleepy little village in a backwater of the Roman Empire over 2,000 years ago. It is Advent. Wait well.
0: Thank you for listening to the Faith in Maine podcast, brought to you by the Episcopal Diocese of Maine.